Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am going to be your host for this hour, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So blessed to be with you as we talk about the things of the Lord. Go to God's Word on today's program. Go to the throne of grace in time of need because I am here with you to take your questions and your prayer requests. As you just heard, the number to call to be on the program is 303-690-3000, and I'll repeat that number throughout the program. But that is for you to be on the air as uh, you ask your questions. Maybe perhaps your Bible reading has brought up a question, uh, maybe a teaching that you heard. Perhaps um, you got a question about Christian living, or maybe about uh, our worldview on certain things that we see around us. So give me a call. We have open lines. It's best to grab one of those open lines at the beginning of the show. And let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord. Let's look to the wisdom of the Lord uh, together. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And I would love to uh, have you text in a question if that's more Uh, of a convenience for you. Just make sure that you are safe and texting in a question or a prayer request. And that dedicated text line is 720-336-0897. Welcome all Grace FM listeners along the Front Range here in Colorado up into southern Wyoming. We have a beautiful, beautiful November day and and would love to hear from you uh, down in southern Colorado on 101.7, and then up here in the metro area in Northward on 89.7. You are listening live uh, on this Friday afternoon. <clears throat> it is the end of the work week for many of you, or the school week, and let's end it on a good note. Let's let's talk about the Lord. What a blessing to have this program here where you can call in and ask questions. And it's not just for you who call in. It's for all the listeners who are listening in from all over the country, I want to welcome those who are listening on Truth FM and Hope FM on the East Coast. You too can call at that number at 303-690-3000, beyond the air. Those of you who are listening to those uh, stations of Hope and Truth FM, you are week delayed, but you get to listen to the conversation next week. And I know that there's many online listeners as well throughout the country. Uh, in Florida, I'm looking at the map here. Uh, up in uh, even Canada, uh, in Oklahoma, the Midwest, Kansas, uh, all over the country, the East Coast as well. And then we even got listeners that are listening online uh, at the website of Grace FM, and they are uh, in the Philippines and South Africa, even in Ukraine right now. So welcome, welcome. Uh, Those of you who are listening in those faraway places, What a blessing that technology can join us all together. So I love to be able to uh, talk to those who are able to call in 
And again, anywhere in the country, 303-690-3000. And the dedicated text line is 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley. What a blessing to be with you. So get on those phones and let's, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Kevin in Colorado Springs. Hi, Kevin. Kevin, you there? You broke up a little bit. Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Yeah, I have a question about the rapture. Uh-huh. Jesus said, I have a question about the rapture. Yeah, go ahead. Jesus, it says that in the Bible that when Jesus calls everybody up at the rapture, all the believers... Right. And then after that, there's a three-and-a-half-year period where you can still come to Christ. Well, if he calls up all the believers, who's going to be left to teach the non-believers about the Word so they can come to Christ? Yeah, that's a good question, because, um, you know, people ask if the Church, which I believe will be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth— that's a promise that's given to the church, the Church of Philadelphia. He didn't say, I'll take you through the tribulation. He said, I will take you out of and away from the hour of tribulation. So when you go through the book of Revelation, when you go through those chapters of chapters 6 through 19, uh, it gives us some details of the events taking place in that seven-year period that is called the tribulation period. It's more formally called Daniel's 70th week. But what we see in chapter 7 is we see that there's 144,000 that are sealed by God, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And we see the result of their ministry is after these things, meditata, after he talks about the 144,000. And I looked, and behold, a great multitude, I'm reading from Revelation chapter 7, which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white, robes and palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And so we see that there's this scene of people from all uh, tongues and nations and they have white robes. Um, They are before the lamb. And so the question is asked, you know, who are these arrayed in white robes and where did they come from? And so John is told that these are the ones that come out of great tribulation, washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So we know that in the tribulation period, as a result of, first of all, the 144,000 that are believed to be evangelists that go will go around evangelizing, they are sealed of God, um, they will, uh, their ministry, the result is that many are going to come to Christ. But also we know that in chapter 11 of the book of Revelation, there is the two witnesses that are witnessing there in Jerusalem. And then also in chapter 14, um, and this is in the second half of the tribulation period, if you look at it chronologically, and there's going to be an angel that's going to, as we read these about these three angels, the proclamation of these three angels, and one of the angels is, is saying that I saw an angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tongue, tribes, and people. And so 
with a loud voice crying out, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who has made heaven and earth and seed and the springs of water. The other angel proclaims that Babylon has fallen, and then the third angel proclaims, Do not take the mark of the beast, or there is no hope for salvation. So as a result of the 144,000, the two witnesses in Jerusalem, and then also as the uh, angel is going to proclaim the gospel to everyone on the earth, many are going to come to know the Lord in the tribulation period. Does that so help, Kevin? Even though the church is taken up, they're still going to yeah. be like the 144 that are still be able to yeah. preach the word and bring people to God. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a large multitude. And we also know, Kevin, that in that time, that they are going to be heavily, heavily persecuted because we see that in the Scripture as well. We see that in chapter 13, the Antichrist, that he makes war with the saints and prevails against them to overcome them. So he's going to heavily persecute the Christians. He's going to heavily persecute, according to Revelation chapter 12, the the Jews that are going to have to flee into the wilderness, probably the rock city of Petra, because he will go into the rebuilt temple there in Jerusalem, halfway in the, in the tribulation period, he will set himself up as God in the temple of God to be worshipped as God, and and he's directly influenced by Satan. So, Kevin, you know that that's one of the things that Satan has always wanted, was to be worshipped, and so he's going to destroy that false church that's on the scene that we read about in Revelation chapter 17, and then he alone wants to be worshipped, but he's going to heavily persecute those tribulation saints and also the Jews as well. All right, thank you. You bet, Kevin. Good question. Keep studying. All right? All right, 303-690-3000. I think sometimes when people read the book of Revelation, when they read the word saints, that they think that's the church. You know, in the Old Testament, you can read the book of Isaiah and uh, Psalms. There's verses that talk about the saints, the Old Testament saints. And then, of course, Paul addresses in his epistles the saints, and if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a saint. And sometimes we think, uh, or some Christians think, that uh, that the definition of a saint is one who's been canonized after many years after their death and did so many miracles. No, if you are a believer, you're a saint. But also we see that the tribulation believers are called saints as well. And so don't be confused by that. Good question, Kevin. Appreciate your call. Hey, we got a couple open lines. want you to continue to call in. Let's finish the work week, the school week, on just talking about the things of the Lord, being able to ask your questions, um, to go to the Lord in prayer. Love to be able to do that. So 303-690-3000. We invite you to call in here on Calvary Live. Let me give you that text number again that you uh, might find it easier to text in a question. And we'll, as time uh, allows us, we'll go to the dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. So grab one of those open lines. In the meantime, we're going to go to Pat and Centennial. Hi, Pat. Hi, how are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I am well, thank you. Um, the, about two days ago, I think it was Pastor Ed answered a call from a gentleman who was saying that uh, his sister was marrying, had been marrying or was marrying a, um, a, another woman. Um, some questions have come to my, my heart and my mind um, presented by family members. 
that say that um, those who are do not have a choice that it is in their makeup of their body, like their chromosomes or whatever, that caused them to be this way, just like a chromosome causes a person to be a female or causes a person to be male. So what is your thought on this? Well, I, I've heard that before, and it's not only used when it comes to sexual orientation, but when it comes to perhaps uh, somebody who has the propensity uh, to, um, you know, alcoholism or to steal or to whatever the case may be. And, you know, to me, what the Bible says is that we're all born sinners. We, we have a propensity, you know, to sin. We, we have that sin nature that's in us. But I, I think that people bring that up as an excuse to continue in their sin. When the Bible says that it's sin, that, well, I can't help it, and this is the way I am, it, it, it's something that's been going on, uh, Pat, through the ages, even back in Isaiah's day. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 29, uh, Isaiah was dealing with issues and people having the same kind of argument. And, and so he writes in verse 16, uh, those who uh, they say who see us and who knows us, surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say of him who made it, he did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding? And, and so that sometimes people will use that. You know, I was made this way. Um, there's no way to change. Uh, but we're all born sinners. We're, we're all born with that sin nature, and God calls it sin. And, and for us to say that's an excuse to, to continue in that sin, the Bible doesn't um, hold to that. Um, and we live in a world today that says, this is the way I was made. The, the, the maker has no you know, understanding of me or anything, and he does. So um, I don't buy into that. Um, you, you know, you may have struggles. I, I have struggles that other people don't have. Um, I may struggle with something that somebody else has no struggle with. It may be with somebody's sexual orientation, you know, uh, lust. It may be anger. It may be alcoholism, whatever the case may be. But I do know this, that the Lord calls those things sin, and he desires for us to turn to him, to have a new heart, and that's the thing we need to remember, that when we come to Christ, we have a new heart. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. There's a transformation that takes place, right, Pat? And, and there's a newness that takes place. And that's what we want to pass along to others. Listen, that God loves you, and he desires for you to come to him. And when a person humbles themselves and says that, Lord, yes, that's why it's so important that we come to him and say, Lord, I am a sinner, and, and Lord, I have sinned, and forgive me, and Lord, make me new. It is such a wonderful transformation that takes place. And I think that's what we need to keep a priority, that message of God making all things new when we come to Christ and when we truly turn to him and not going the direction of the world and making the excuses of the world. Does that help, Pat? It does. I'm, I just, you know, I felt in my heart that you know, what you say is true and, um, 
and I just see I see this that they say to me as being another tool that's used by Satan these days mm-hmm. in the hearts of the young people because um, yeah. the young people are a little bit more accepting than us old folks um, and I, and I understand what pastor was saying the other day he was saying that you know we need to still love these people but we need to yeah. encourage them that they are in sin and yeah. that they are sinning against God and so and, and every time I told it oh I said that I wasn't going to say that um every time I'm told that this is I'm like thinking, God would not make somebody like this. God would not, but he did make us. He did make us as sinners. So in a way, he did make it that way. So, Well, here's the thing to understand, Pat, that when Adam sinned, then Romans chapter 5 says that sin and death came into the world. And we are born sinners. And, and I have people that come in my office, and Pastor Ed is right, we need to love them. There's nothing in the Bible that says, you know, that we're to snarl at them, we're to condemn them, we are to, you know, um, hate them. Not at all. We speak the truth in love. And I've had people say, you know, I I have this problem. You know, I was born this way uh, with anger or with, you know, drugs or with stealing, with lust, with whatever. But here's the thing. The Lord is the one that makes us new, and that's why we need to give them the truth of the gospel. We don't say, well, that's just the way it is, and boys will be boys, or, you know, you can't change. God is in the business of changing, of transforming, and that's the good news. We want to love people enough to give them the truth, and that's why Ephesians says, speak the truth in love, and to continue to point them to the love and grace provision of Jesus Christ. And um, sometimes people say, hey, well, that's just the way I am or, or I can't change. It's because they don't want to come to the Lord. They don't want to yield to him. And um, that change, that sanctification that takes place, you know, takes time over time. But it's just that's why Jesus said we need to humble ourselves as a child and we need to come to him in childlike faith. And until that happens, the excuses continue uh, with not only when it comes to sexual orientation, but anything. People want to live the way that they want to live. They want to live their life. And even Jesus said in John chapter 1 that men love the darkness rather than the light. And, and so it's when that person finally is going to yield to the Lord and come to the light, and God can begin to do a work in their lives and to embrace the truth of God's Word rather than the philosophy of the world. It's a hard deal, Pat. It is, isn't it? Oh, you know, and we live in a time, don't we? <laughs> well, we we do live in a time, but I think it's also a time where we can really give the love of Jesus Christ to others. And I've heard the testimony of those who were in the gay lifestyle that, that said it was when somebody came and shared the love of Jesus Christ with me, not condemning, you know, not bringing down the law, but the grace and love of Jesus Christ that I need Jesus, I need to turn away, whether it's somebody who is, you know, and here's the thing, somebody who perhaps is involved in adultery or any kind of fornication, any kind of sexual sin, 
or, you know, any, we're all sinners. We all need Jesus. That's the point. And to give them Jesus Christ and to give them the truth that our hope is in him and there's forgiveness. And Jesus took those sins upon himself on that cross. So that's the message that we want to give. But we don't want to ever make excuse for sin. We don't want to ever dismiss sin in people's lives. And unfortunately, uh, that's been happening in the church far too much, that there's those who say, well, you just you know live any way that you want. God loves you the way you are. He does love us the way we are, but you've heard the saying, he loves us too much to leave us where we are. And he wants us to come into a loving relationship with him. But part of the gospel is to repent and turn to him and and to to surrender our lives to him and ask for forgiveness. And that's something that we can do, I believe, in a very loving way. So, hey, thanks, Pat. We, you know, just keep keep praying, keep ministering, sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Appreciate your call, and uh, so good to to you know have these challenging questions that come before us. Because I'm sure those who are listening out there, you're ministering to people, and we want to be able to minister to them effectively, and and in a loving way, in a very honest way, um, to you know give them the hope that they need. Um, hey, let's continue on. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air. Let's go to Rudy in Denver. Hi, Rudy. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you today? Um, I'm good, thank you. I'd just like to ask a quick prayer for uh, my son's football game tomorrow. It's a championship game. They went undefeated. I can pray for both, uh, both teams, you know, to bring good sportsmanship and safety. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? So, yeah, and it's fun to watch them. Enjoy it while you can. My kids, you know, uh, Rudy, my son played football. Uh, He played on state championship uh, team up here in Greeley uh, and uh, all-state linebacker. I miss watching him play, and it was fun, but we always prayed before he went out on that field. And so, Father, I pray for Rudy. I pray for um, the his son playing uh, for all the players that are on the field. Um, it's fun to watch our kids be involved in sports, the, being competitive. I pray for good sportsmanship on both sides. And Lord, we always want to have a proper perspective of things. You know, even I think Paul the Apostle was intrigued with sporting events as he uses those analogies in our Christian walk. But I just pray for your protection upon his son and upon all the players that it be a good game. And whatever the outcome is, Lord, that they would be thankful, um, that they um, would uh, just uh, continue to just grow. And, uh, Lord, keep them again safe. Keep them to where everybody enjoys. And, um, and Lord, just have your hand upon that game. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have a good weekend. All right. All right. Tell them good luck. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. And so, you know, we're in that time. Maybe you got kids that are playing sports and, um, you know, football or soccer. It's fun to watch them. Uh, But we always want to keep a proper perspective. We want to keep everybody safe. Uh, pray for safety, and I think it's a good thing to pray before a game, and I think it's a good thing to pray after a game, and uh, always keep the Lord in the center of all of our activities is what is a real key. So, hey, uh, give us a call, and uh, we got an open line, but let's, in the meantime, go to Frederick, Colorado, to Jimmy. 
Hi, Jimmy. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. What do you got for me today? Yeah, I I just wanted to ask a question about why some of the preachers today won't preach about the Book of Enoch. Well, the Book of Enoch, um, I've never preached out of the Book of Enoch because I got 66 books in the Bible to preach from. The Book of Enoch is not part of the canon of Scripture. And uh, the canon of Scripture had to meet certain requirements. So there are those who may mention it, but for me, I won't teach out of the Book of Enoch. I won't teach out of, of you know, really any book that's not part of the canon of Scripture. So that's my reasoning. Um, you know, there's plenty uh, in the Scriptures. People say, well, what about the Gospel according to Thomas or you know, the book of Enoch or other, you know, books that, um, you know, the Acrypha or whatever, um, I just choose to teach between Genesis 1-1 and Revelation 22-21 because I know that's the canon of Scripture, and um, that's what I choose to teach. So that's my reasoning, and whether you agree with that or not, um, I stick with those 66 books. Okay. Do you know why Satan doesn't want people to read that book? Um, I don't know. There's truth in that book. And... Well, yeah, and Jimmy, here's the thing. there may You may say there's truth in that book, but I have absolute truth from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. Um, and so, it, you know, I can read different sources and people can say, well, that has truth in it. But with the Bible, it's absolute truth, and I know I'm safe with it, and that's part of the canon of Scripture, and that's what I'm going to focus on. So, hey, thanks, Jimmy. So um, conversation perhaps for another time. But we got some open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Kelly, uh, who's in Westminster, I believe. Hi, Kelly. Hi. How thanks are for you? taking my call. Good. Thank well, you very much. Thanks, thanks for calling. Sure. Um, my question is, um, the first caller you got, he said that... Can you turn that down for a minute? Um, he was asking about the tribulation, and you were talking about the 104,000, and um, who was going to be here after we were gone. And there's just a scripture that I'd like to ask you about because I've heard mm-hmm. this both ways um, about us being here or not for or through the tribulation. And um, okay. it's talking about in Matthew 24, um, signs of the end of the age, the abomination of desolation. And he's telling us, you know, what to look out for so that we're going to know, you know, when the time is growing short. And um, it says, see, as I have told you beforehand, if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man, Son of Man right? And then um, verse 29 says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. 
Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and we will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So why are we... Do you, do you understand what my question is? Like, why well, think, Why are we saying yeah. that we're not going to be here for the tribulation if he's not coming until after, according to this yeah. verse? You know what? That's that's a good question. That's where people, Kelly, can get uh, confused. What's going to happen is you're going to hear some music here. You're probably hearing it right now. So, Kelly, I want you to hold on. We're going to go bet. to a two-minute break, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to have a few opening words, and then I'm going to come back to your your call and to your question, and I'll answer it. In the meantime, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Blessed to be with you on this uh, afternoon, this evening. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 to ask your questions. We've got a couple open lines. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord or to pray with you if you've got a prayer request. I'm sure that many of you, as you're heading into the weekend, you got prayer requests, or maybe you got somebody you want to pray for, and we certainly want to be able to do that. This is a program where we want to minister to you the truth of God's Word. We want to be able to pray for you and minister to you in any way that we can. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Got plenty of time to grab one of those open lines and uh, to be on the air. And the text line is 720-336-0897. Make sure you're safe as you're texting. And as time permits, we'll go to those text questions and prayer requests. I do want to quickly, before we go back to Kelly, uh, we were in the middle of a conversation uh, right before the break. But I want to remind you that um, I'm back from Israel and uh, just got back after two weeks uh, doing a study tour. And um, we are... um, going to be back in First Timothy chapter 6. We're going to finish First Timothy the next couple of weeks in our verse-by-verse study, and then we'll go into Second Timothy. So come join us, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock is our service time, so we got a place for all the kids. And I'd uh, love to have you come out and join us as we worship and as we study God's Word together. Then Wednesday night, we meet every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, uh, just studied the book of Revelation that we started in January. I finished it last Wednesday, and we are going to start the book of Jeremiah, and that's going to be an incredible study. So come out and join us for Jeremiah. I, I believe we are living in the days of Jeremiah, so it's very relevant to us, the message of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, and calling a nation to repent. And so we're going to go through that as well. 7 o'clock, again, we got a place for all the kids and you can check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's calvarychapelgreeley.org for service times and directions. And again, love to have you come out, those of you here in northern Colorado. Well, right before the break, Kelly was asking an important question about Matthew 24. As, as Jesus says uh, that he's going to come in great power and uh, in glory, 
and every eye shall see him. And so, Kelly, you still with us? Kelly, you still there? Okay, I don't know if Kelly dropped. She was waiting. But, Kelly, I hope you're listening. I'm going to go ahead and answer your question. She was asking about, um, as she's making reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ, um, how can the rapture happen? And, 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 Kelly, I assume that's what you're asking. And, uh, again, sorry that we didn't get to complete our conversation before the break. But when it comes to, and I hope this is satisfactory to you or what you are asking, um, that um, I'm going to answer it, um, your, your question that, uh, that you were wanting to get to. But when it comes to the return of the Lord, there's two distinct events. There's the rapture of the church where Jesus comes for his church. We read about that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, as Paul says that uh, there's going to be a time uh, that the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. So there's going to be a generation of Christians that are alive that are going to be caught up. It's the Greek word harpazo, where we get the Latin word rapturus. We're going to be taken, a sudden taking, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it's all tied to the resurrection, that it will happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. We know that the twinkle of an eye is caused by light reflecting off your eye. So instantly, even Jesus made reference to the rapture of the church, I believe, in John chapter 14, uh, as he would say to his disciples, that I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. So we have the rapture of the church where Jesus comes for his church. We have the doctrine also, and and Kelly, one of the things that um, you might want to study is this doctrine of imminent return. Because later on in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says that um, you be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour, that you do not know. He says, I come when you're least expected. So when it comes to the rapture of the church, I believe it can happen at any time. Um, when you're least expected, uh, when, um, you know, when there's some sense of normality um, at an hour that you do not know. So the rapture of the church can happen at any moment. And that's why we're exhorted all throughout the New Testament to be watching. Jesus says, be the wise servant that is uh, in the faithful servant uh, that is looking for his master's return. Um, Don't go to sleep. Be vigilant. Uh, Be watching. So that's the doctrine of imminent return. When it comes to the second coming of Jesus Christ, when he comes back literally, physically, we know when that's going to happen. That's going to happen at the end of the tribulation period, and it's going to happen three and a half years after, uh, Kelly, you mentioned that when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So that last three and a half years is called the great tribulation period, and that's where uh, the Antichrist is going to establish himself as uh, God to be worshipped as God in the temple of God, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And three and a half years later after that, Jesus Christ will come back with the church. We will come back with him. That's Revelation chapter 19. So we, we see that Jesus comes back with his saints, and that's where he comes back 
in great power and, and glory. For as lightning comes from the east and flashes from the west, also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So there's two distinct events. There's the rapture of the church where he comes for his church. We will meet the Lord in the air. Then the second coming of Jesus Christ where he comes back with his church, literally, physically, touches down on the Mount of Olives. The book of Zechariah says that the mount will heave in half and that he will establish his kingdom. He will judge the nations at that time, and he will restore the kingdom of Israel. So a lot to think about. People uh, get confused about those things. But, hey, Kelly, are you back on line two? I am. Kelly? Hey, did I you am. Did I'm you here. get my answer? Sorry, sorry yes, we lost I communication. To all of it. <laughs> Okay. That's did, okay. You got it. Did I kind of get at what you were asking? Yeah. So I'm, what I gather is that um, the believers are not going to be here for the actual tribulation when everything goes down. I mean, it gets really bad. Um, yeah. We're yeah, going to be raptured. He's going to come two times. First is the rapture when he's just taking us. We're meeting up with him. Then the second coming is when he comes with all of us. So uh-huh. I get that part, right? Um, is that yeah, so, right? So the church is going to be raptured. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, and so we will be with the Lord in heaven. And then during the tribulation, I answered one of those questions um, that, uh, that, um, that somebody had asked about, are there going to be believers in the tribulation period? There is going to be those who are going to come to Christ. So this is a promise for the church. And then you have the tribulation saints that will be, you know, in the tribulation during that seven-year period, and they're going to go through great, you know, persecution at the hands of the Antichrist. Yeah. So does that help? It, It does. I appreciate okay. you very much, and thank you for taking my call when I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Call back anytime, Kelly. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. So, hey, David, listening in Greeley, when I said good luck to that person, um, apparently uh, you have a comment that luck has no place in a Christian life, and I, I agree with you. Um, it was just something that I threw out there. So um, we belong to the Lord. We belong in his hands. So hopefully that didn't offend you too much. And, and, and I understand what you say. So I apologize, David, if that offended you in any way or anybody else. But um, anyway, just want to move on and, and um, appreciate the feedback on that. And let's see who we're going to go to next. Somebody from Greeley, Copria from Greeley. Copria? It's Katrina. Oh, Katrina. Yes. How are hey, you? Yeah, I'm doing well, and it's so, it's such a blessing to actually talk to you, Pastor Ed. I, I, well, listen, the, to you, I listen to you all the time, with as well as all the other pastors. I listen to Grace FM 24-7 in my vehicle. And, well, good, um, but, and I don't mean to disappoint you, but I'm not Pastor Ed, I'm Pastor Jeff. Oh, okay, well... That's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what do you What do you uh, got for me? So um, I just want to uh, express to everyone, you know, all our listeners, and to anybody, you know, how 
on the book of last night I was reading my my Bible and um I'm not one to like look for anything in particular. I, I pray to our Father God and tell him to speak to me as I open his word. And uh, I happen to op- uh, open it up to the... Now, I, I can't uh, remember how your your director, he pronounced it, Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah? Nine, yeah, Nehemiah. <laughs> nine, uh, chapter 9, verse 36 to 37. Um, Express to, you know, our listeners, you know, and to remind them how compassionate and how um, how merciful our Father God is to where when He blesses us and He protects us and He He gives us uh, a free way that we accept it always, but then we continue to uh, participate in our own uh, wicked ways and uh, and we just because we know that He's there. Um, and I just, I just want, just everybody just needs to realize that God is real, and Jesus is alive today. And you know, we, you know, when we receive His blessings, we need to uh, comprehend that, that that it's Him that's given us what we what we receive. And um, that doesn't mean doesn't mean okay, we we got the good thing now we can continue doing our bad thing. I, I, I really believe that. The the more good that we receive, the blessings that we receive from our Father God, that should encourage us and strengthen us. Yeah, and He is merciful and compassionate, and and it reminds me of Lamentations in chapter three. I'm going to read it to you and to our listeners that through the Lord's mercies we're not consumed, because His compassion fails not; they're new every morning. And great is Your faithfulness. And the Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him and to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And so isn't that wonderful? For the Lord will not cast off forever, though he causes grief, yet he will show compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he does not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. And so he talks about his compassion that fails not and is new every morning. And perhaps maybe some feel kind of crushed. Maybe they feel um, the, the, the trials and difficulties that are weighing on them. Uh, he is faithful, and, and he will be faithful to you. And his compassion is new and his mercies every day. So, you know, seek him. He's good to those who wait for him. And it's hard to wait on the Lord at times. And one should uh, wait on him. And the soul that seeks him, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So just wonderful promises in the Scripture. And and um, and so appreciate your feedback on that. So God bless you. Yes. And, um, keep, keep listening. Yeah. Uh... Hello? Okay, I think we we lost them, but I appreciate the feedback and and calling him. So I uh, always appreciate those who call in and and you know the Lord's touched them with the Word of God and in listening to Grace FM. I'm so grateful um, that for those of you who listening, isn't it wonderful that we can be fed the Word of God all week long, all day long with wonderful Bible teaching, and it is uh, wonderful uh, to be able to do that. 
Well, we got some open lines and we got time in this hour before we run out. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, but let's go to Shantonio, I believe it is, in New Jersey. Yeah. Did I say that right, Shantonio? Yes, you sure did. How are you? Um, I'm great. Doing doing great. Just got home from work um, and driving home from work. I listening to the show as as usual, and okay. you know I always wanted to call in. Well, I'm glad you did, and I hope that's an encouragement to others who are listening that always want to call in. To call in, we'd love to pray for you or answer your your questions the best we know how. So, what can I do for you today? Yeah, um, basically, I you know I was in a relationship for. Uh, with, uh, I can say, my kid's mother for over 15 years, and we were separated. It's been six years now, and I still think about them. But And, you know, my family that I used to, you know, be were separated now. But, you know, the Lord has blessed me to get closer to Him in this sense because I've learned so much more. When, when you get trauma, when you have a traumatizing thing like that, sometimes that's a way to God get you, and you just get more closer to Him. In that way, and it was a blessing in a sense that I've gotten closer to him for this, and then I learned that maybe we're we're not we're not compatible. Um, but you know, as I stated, uh, that uh, Satan's biggest thing is to break up the home and the family. Uh, right. But like I say, I've I've gotten so much closer to him, and and it's just amazing. And you know, sometimes things don't work as we always want them to, you know, that's not, that's, that's, I guess that's just us as human beings, but I, um, yeah. I'm just happy that, um, I'm closer to him now and it's just awesome. And then listening to the show, it's such a warm feeling just to hear, yeah. hear you and hear you and everybody else's uh, stories. And it just helps like a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the Lord wants what's best for you, Sean Antonio. Mm-hmm. And as you grow closer to him in his word, he's going to guide you and direct you concerning your family and being the father that he wants you to be and, and concerning, um, you know, the, the mother of your children. And so, Father, I do pray for my brother here as he has been um, through a long journey and he's separated from his uh, kid's mom. He, um, Lord, wants to be the father that you've called him to be. Um, to be the man of God that you called him to be. You know the situation. You know the yeah. situation much better than a, a two-minute conversation on the radio. So, Lord, I just pray um, that you would uh, just work in uh, Sean Antonio's life, help him be the man of God that you want him to be, that he would get godly counsel from your word and from others, that, Lord, um, to be the father, uh, to be the man of God that you want him to be in every way, and so, Lord, guide him and direct him, Lord, and help him to grow in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ and to walk in that obedience that you have for him. In Jesus' yeah. name, amen. Amen. Hey, amen. Sean, keep listening, okay? Yes, sir. I definitely will. I okay. thank you. Okay, call me back. Let me know how it's going in the future. I will definitely do that. Okay, absolutely. 303-690-3000. Um, give me a call. we still got 10 minutes left in the show. So, hey, let's go to Cheryl in Fort Collins. Cheryl? 
Cheryl, are you there? Okay. Cheryl, did you may have dropped. Cheryl, I just what I'm reading. Um, you had a question, and I'm not sure where you're going with it, um, but um, if let me just read it here. You know, you're asking about past sins, and without the conversation, um, you know, <clears throat> with you, here's the thing about sin. Jesus came and died for our sins, and you probably know that. And as he died for that we are forgiven, and we can put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. But I also know that there is um, a couple things that can happen, and I don't know if this is the case for you. Number one is that there can be consequences for sin, repercussions, and, and that happens. Even though we're forgiven, we put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. There can be the repercussions of that. There can be consequences that can be very painful because of sin. Um, the other thing that can happen as well is there can be guilt. And there can be a lot of regret and guilt that comes from past sins. And the Lord desires to take that guilt away. He desires to take, um, you know, the shame away and to move forward. Paul the Apostle, he was one that he experienced that in his own life. He was one that he persecuted the Christians. Um, He said, I was a waster of the church. I was a violent man, an insolent man. Uh, he was one that uh, gathered Christians. He put them on trial. Um, he did a lot of damage to the church, and, and it weighed on him. And he writes in the book of Philippians about that, how he was one that was, um, you know, uh, a zeal persecuting the church, he writes in chapter 3 of Philippians, concerning the righteousness, which is the law, I was blameless. But he says, these things were gained to me, I have counted now lost for Christ. And then he says something very important. He says, not that I've already obtained or or am already perfected. Um, He says, I'm I'm not a perfect man, but I do press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And what Paul is saying in that is not so much that, hey, I just forget about everything and, you know, uh, it's still weighed on his heart. But he says, I'm going to move forward and I am going to, um, you know, forget those things which are behind. I'm not going to let them hinder me from pressing forward in the things that I have in Christ and and to reaching forward to those things, the upward uh, goal of the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And so, Cheryl, if you're listening, that keep going to the Lord, and and you are forgiven as you come to Christ. And the guilt and the shame that can be there, you give that to Him, and you move forward in the Lord and allow Him to work in your life because He loves you, and He desires to work, and He desires to take that, that guilt and shame away if that's what you're experiencing to work in in the circumstance that you find yourself in, because as we just mentioned on this program, he is a God of compassion and mercy. So, Father, I pray for Cheryl, who who called in, and, and I know it was... And I just pray that you would 
minister to her heart, whatever she is going through, and whatever questions she has. And that you would help her and strengthen her to put everything in the past under the blood of Jesus and to move forward of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Cheryl will be praying for you. Feel free to always call back. Hey, we're going to go to Windsor. Before the program ends, we're going to go to Lori. Lori, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, Hi Lori. Jeff. How are you? Um, I, I'm good, thank you. Um, I would like to ask for prayer for my brother Kelly. Um, he had surgery on his hand today. He has a, uh, a really kind of obscure and unknown disease called Ehlers-Danlos. And um, so he's had uh, numerous, numerous surgeries. Um, he's facing another surgery in a couple of weeks on his uh, knee replacement. So um, I'd like to lift him up for healing and um, just strength. And I know it really tests his, yeah, his faith. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Father, I pray for Lori's brother. And Lord, that has this um, condition that's very rare, but Lord, numerous surgeries. Um, had surgery today. We pray for healing. We pray that you would heal him. Uh, We pray that uh, through the surgery, you would bring healing if you choose to do that, that Lord be with the doctors and those who are treating him. And I just pray that you would strengthen him and that you'd strengthen his hand and all of his body, that he would be encouraged in his heart. You love him. And, And so Lord, we pray for strength in that hand. We pray for healing in that hand and anything else that it causes problems in. Just be with Lori, help her to minister to her brother and encourage him. But we lift him up to you right now. We pray for your healing touch because there's nothing too difficult. And I think about the the one who reached out to to receive healing in, in the Gospels. And Jesus looked at that man with compassion. We ask for your compassion upon him right now because you care for Lori's brother. And we pray for healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Lori. God bless you. God bless. All right. Before we end, let's go to Adrian in Denver. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. Can we pray for you? Yes, brother. I called a few weeks back, and I was encouraged to call back because I remember you telling me to call back on on the times that I was able to, and this time I was able to call back, and I would like you Good. to pray for me and my stepson and and for all my family. I got uh, five kids all together with my wife, but in particular, one of our stepkids has, has been going through a, a rough time in, in his life, and he's dealing with some depression, and and we just want Absolutely. to keep uh, putting them in God's hands. So I Absolutely. would really appreciate that, brother. You bet. Father is... We end the show, we we pray for Adrian, we pray for his children, we pray for his stepson that's been dealing with depression. We pray for your comfort to be upon all of them, for your strength. Lord, renew their hearts, uh, strengthen their hearts in every way. Lord, I pray that you would bless them, have your hand upon them, help Adrian to minister to his kids, uh, to give them truth, that your joy may be in their hearts as they look to you, as they call out to you, Lord. And, Lord, we just pray for this healing upon them. And I pray for all those, because I know that there are those who are listening as we end the show today. 
that are discouraged, that are depressed, that have anxiety, that, Lord, that you bring the comfort that they need, the help that they need, the strength that they need. And, Lord, we thank you that you are a God of compassion and you're merciful. And I just pray that you would, Lord, uh, just minister to Adrian, to his kids in a powerful way and uh, bring the joy of the Lord into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, Adrian. Appreciate thank you very much, brother. Th- you bet. You call back any time, all right? Yes, sir, brother. Right. Thank you very much. God bless you, brother. All right. We're going to end the show here. Thank you, everybody. It's called in. Good questions. Good conversations. It's such a blessing to be a part of your lives uh, here on Calvary Live. I want to encourage you as we end the show, if you have opportunity, be in church this weekend. Go to a good Bible-believing church. Be in fellowship with the believers. Hey, we need each other. We need to be in fellowship with one another, even as we are told not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. Be encouraged in the Word of God, serving one another, praying for one another, because the world is mean out there. And so have a place where you're being encouraged. Continue to listen to Grace FM and to Calvary Live. So blessed that we can be with you, but fellowship is an important ingredient in your Christian life. So I hope that you will do that. I hope that you will invite somebody to church and uh, that you would just be able to bless them in that way. Thank you, everybody, for today's program. And uh, looking forward to being with you next time. God bless you. Keep studying the Word of God. Stay close to Him. Jesus loves you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.